save the king! Hello and welcome to an episode of Pod Save the King. And we are on the road in France, specifically Paris. I'm here with a mirrored photographer and friend of the podcast, Ian Vogler. Good oh, wait. Bonjour. Bonjour, indeed, indeed. We are at uh, Gard Montparnasse. Uh, we are just about to get a train. Um, and sorry for the delay in the podcast, but we've been pretty busy over the last couple of days on the state visit of His Majesty the King and Her Majesty the Queen of, uh, of their state visit, their inaugural state visit to France. And, um, and it's been, it's a bit of good success, I think. It has been busy, hasn't it? It started yesterday, they flew in to Paris, and it's just been non-stop ever since, isn't it? Yeah, I think some of the successes, when you look at, obviously, the uh, the rescheduled visit, this visit was supposed to take place in March, obviously had to be cancelled right at the last minute. A bit of embarrassment for President Macron having to personally phone the king and just say, well, you know, there's a, there's a few issues in the country. There's rioting on the streets. Uh, the town hall in Bordeaux was uh, set on fire. Riots in the streets over the um, very controversial pension reforms that he is trying to bring into the country. Uh, but we're here and uh, very happy to be here. What a reception the king and queen have had. And you think about Thought of the relationship between France and England, and I think that uh, the warmth exuded by President Macron, indeed his wife Brigitte, um, has been sort of exuded in this uh, in the in the meeting of the two couples because it's been very warm, very cordial. I mean, Paris. No words can describe this stunning city, and they've really rolled out the red carpet, haven't they? They certainly have. You notice that the, the president is very touchy-feely, isn't he? he? Very, yeah, very, very tactile. On the back, and you know, sort of gently guiding him, and it was lovely. Yesterday, the weather was great, wasn't it? We, we had a little time before the king arrived. We went on our own short walking tour. We Paris, did, yeah. We? we were doing a bit of a recce. We did. We had a look around. We sampled some. Uh, French water, what do they call that again? <laughs> uh, wine or something like well, that. Well, I think, you know, on that point of sort of that, the tactileness and sort of yeah. putting his arm around him, let's settle the, the grand debate about protocol because, we you know, we see all these stories appearing on the online outlets mostly about breaches of protocol oh. and someone's touched the Queen. You remember when um, uh, Michelle Obama put her arm around the late Queen and there was a big hullabaloo about whether she should or shouldn't have done it. Now, listen, I, I think first and foremost, if the Queen had been dissatisfied or her courtiers at the time, you would have heard about it. And the same goes for the King and his relationship with President Macron. They're, I mean, they've been, I think we could say, good friends for a long time. They've Their, their relationship goes... Uh, back many, many years. They, they're uh, good spokesmen on the issue of climate change, very, very interested in supporting the youth. I think that's really come across in Charles's speeches, very interested in helping future generations, whether that's to do with the fact that they are being disadvantaged by the moment. You talk about um, a cost of living crisis, but the real crisis at heart is climate emergency. And that is something Charles has obviously spoken um, very, very passionately over many, many decades. And that really came across in, in a lot of his speeches, especially the speeches that we've seen at the Grand Palace of Versailles and indeed the, the Senate that he was, uh, he was welcomed rapturously um, on, uh, on both occasions, I think. 
Yeah, this morning I was uh, I was in the Senate for that speech, and he kind of almost looked embarrassed because it went on for so long. This applause—he was made to sit in this particularly lavish chair, and everyone was applauding. And he thought, yeah, it lasted a couple of seconds. Just seemed to go on and on, and he's kept looking around, thinking as if to say, "Is, is this really for <laughs> me? It's for someone else, isn't it?" But yeah, he was so warmly received there. And last night at the state banquet as well, wasn't it? I have to say, I think there were three kings last night at the state banquet, if you don't mind me saying. There was Mick Jagger. Oh, yes. Arsene Wenger. <laughs> and, of course, King Tom. We are a little bit biased. I mean, uh, Ian is uh, a big Arsenal fan, so we'll, we'll put your allegiances to yeah, the side yeah. for, I could be for a moment. For that, but yeah. I think, let's say the Palace of Versailles. I mean, that is a, 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 the opulence of the occasion... Uh, was pretty much befitting of of w the welcome that he had received because, first of all, we were at the Arc de Triomphe, a beautiful sunny day. We didn't really get much. We are we're we're basking in the sunshine on a on a, this Thursday Thursday, uh, Thursday evening now. But yesterday, I mean the 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 the, the setting was absolutely tremendous. Yeah. The iconic Champs-Élysées blocked off, uh, crowds of people welcoming uh, the king and queen to start their state visit. But there was a, it was it was right that it started of the tomb and the unknown warrior, yeah. Charles laying a wreath with President Macron, his handwritten note talking about everlasting remembrance of our of both countries war dead. And that really got it off to, to the right tone, a, a somber occasion, but something that of bringing our two countries together. And I think in a post-Brexit world, that message is, uh, well, you would hope everlasting because no matter the destruction of our own government's decision to, to leave the European Union, it's something that Charles very is very, very passionate mm. about. And you can tell that in his speeches. And we were both at the Senate today and a, a grand occasion where he used his speech to, to not only tap into those two issues, climate change, the disadvantagement of young people, but... I thought particularly prevalent that he used it to speak about the the war in Ukraine. And if it was any doubt what sort of a King Charles would be, I mean, he said it himself. Um, we were just looking over his previous comments in a BBC documentary in 2018 for his 70th birthday when he said, you know, I, I'm not stupid enough to think that I can't act the same as I have been in the Prince of Wales job. You know, this is something that we can't meddle in constitutional affairs. However, when you are faced with uh, such brutality as I think we've all witnessed with the illegal Russian invasion of, um, of Ukraine and the suffering of its people, something that Charles, again, feels very, very passionate about. And speaking, I mean, invoking a wartime spirit, you know, mentioned Churchill, mentioned the relationship between our two countries during the Second World War, and really imploring not only our two countries, but the world to come together and to fight this aggression and, and pretty much say that Russia will not win. It's something that we mm. must unite and all parties must get together if, uh, if Ukraine is going to prevail. Yeah, he's done, done a lot for Ukraine. I've been to a lot of receptions back in London, Ukrainian church, Ukrainian community centre. Yeah, he's going to use his voice and his platform to point out to everyone the obvious that this is an illegal war and it, and it needs to end, doesn't it? It's not on our doorstep, but it's very close. Well, to I mean, this, these are, you know, we're in our, the, the, being hosted by our closest neighbours. Um, there is war in Europe. That is something that everybody should be very, very concerned about. I think we've seen the particular ramping up of the aggression, the rhetoric being used. We're living in a very, very dangerous time. And 
you talk, talking, harking back to that age of war in Europe, something that nobody ever wants repeated, and yet here we are once again facing um, this, 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 this sort of awfulness of what Russia is trying to right, trying to do in, in Ukraine. So I think, you know, you look at the, the sort of punchy aspect of the language he's using. Um, I can't imagine for a moment that the Queen would have ever broached that subject. Maybe she would have if she was speaking and faced with this issue. But it, it, it does seem that we're in a particularly interesting time for Charles. We speak a lot about the transitional year over the last 12 months. But that, I mean, that Buckingham Palace speak that the, you know, maybe it hadn't got off to the flying start that Charles would have hoped. I mean, there's an awful lot of transition that has to happen within the sort of mechanism of uh, changing from Clarence House into Buckingham Palace, taking the top job, as it were. And yet here we are. We're, uh, we're dealing with the new Carolean era and I think now this uh, transitional year has, has finished. We've had the, the anniversary of the of the Queen's passing, um, pretty much a year to the day of us being here. And uh, and, and what does Charles's legacy look like? It's going to, I think, really ramp up now. We're here in France. Um, we're going to be going to Kenya, hopefully in a, in a few weeks. Talk of further tours, perhaps to Canada, Australia next year. And, you know, so we will talk about the fact that Charles has made it um, a real point of his first year to not only to get out to the four corners, United Kingdom, speaking to um, different faiths and ethnicities, trying to be a sort of community king, as it were. But I've always thought that the real work on the international stage is going to be done by being in those countries. And you talk about the Commonwealth realms as well. There are obviously um, big issues there. We saw it with uh, William and Kate's tour of the Caribbean. Gosh, when was that? Two, nearly two, two years, two years ago. ago. Yeah. And uh, the, the, obviously the, the issues that are quite prevalent in those island nations. What will be on the menu for Charles if he decides to go there? I mean, he's, he has said himself to us that um very much supportive of those countries if they want to plan their own destiny and he won't certainly stay, stand in the way of them doing so and becoming republics as barbados has done we're looking at jamaica following suit antigua has obviously made um made us i suppose comments of the, of the same vein but the new year is upon us in terms of his second year in the job and and what do you think the big the big the big moments are going to be over the next 12 months i suppose yeah that that is interesting isn't it like you say we we don't know too much about beyond the next few months so they always play it very close to their chest don't they the people in charge but i think you're right he's got to get out to the to the wider parts of the of the realms and the commonwealth and and keep it going you know there's a lot of people who haven't seen a major royal in a long time, mainly due to COVID, the death of the Queen. So I think there's going to be a lot of work next year in visiting those countries, the Commonwealth nations. Chogham comes in about, what, 18 months' yeah. time. Samoa. There's a lot of that work has got has got to be done, hasn't it? I mean, it's so far, he's really begun his re his reign as a as king by doing those things he's going to various communities and he's gathering their support isn't he he's going to them and he's learning about their faith and their religion what they do in their communities because he wants to be a king for all people for all people yeah i think that's right i think that if you were judging him on his first year it's been pretty steady mm. and then you look at the successes i mean germany was oh, he was like a 
He's like a rock star. A rock star. I mean, we're, the German president, he was just kept, couldn't keep away from Yeah, I mean, Hamburg. We were in this, oh. I suppose it was the town hall, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he it was came crazy. out to the balcony. Uh, I think it was Chris Jackson who's got that yeah, fantastic picture of them on the balcony. And you look and you look at these yeah. moments and you think, well, that is a huge success. And it's been pretty much the same vein here. And certainly Macron is yeah. basking in the limelight, I suppose, of welcoming the yeah. king, that relationship being emboldened. And then you, I suppose, what the what the highlights of the last couple of days? Certainly, Art de Triomphe with all its splendor was yeah. uh, was 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 fantastic. Really important message of that solidarity between the two nations. But then you, uh, I mean, I. I really enjoyed the um, bit of ping pong between the Queen oh, yeah. and the oh, First Lady that, today. That, that sounded really good. Well, I've seen the videos. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe um, sort of remarkable it wasn't. The Queen got a couple of returns. Apparently, <laughs> she couldn't serve, uh, apparently. <laughs> it wasn't the greatest, but yeah. I suppose pressure on you when you've probably got a few dozen photographers yeah, yeah. And, uh, and other people in the room looking at what you're up to. Do you think she practiced? I mean, like, when it comes to coming on a tour like this, so the King knows he's got to speak French. I mean, you know, if you're a betting man, he's probably had someone in to refresh his French. But did the Queen go, hang on a minute, can you get me a ping pong coach? <laughs> I like to think they've got that like, yeah. ping pong table yeah. in the grand drawing room. Really, uh, we've got an, like, an Olympic t- ping pong table. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being disrespectful. Table tennis player to come and refresh the Queen's skills. I don't know. Well, I think, listen, you, that, I mean, that Maybe is... we'll have to ask her. It was that that, that engagement was actually uh, in Saint-Denis, which is, uh, well, which is a, was a flashpoint of these yeah. riots back in March. Now it's this sporting cultural hub. We've got the World Rugby World Cup happening uh, at the moment whilst we are here, which has been fantastic yep. just to, to, to see. Massive. Great sporting occasion in the country at the moment. France really getting behind it as well. But we had the president of Paris Saint-Germain sort of ambushing him with a, with a top with <laughs> Charles III in the background. I'm not sure yeah. the, uh, the, 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 uh, the Palace would have banked on that. I mean, look, PSG can get moment. any player they want, but can they sign the king? <laughs> well, he's doing, off the king? he's doing know. his best. Yeah. But it, I mean, that was a good, great success. Um, a bit of a trip down memory lane. I was at the flower market today, which was just off the just off the Seine in the shadow of uh, Notre Dame Cathedral. And interestingly enough, this little flower market tucked away in one of the side streets was renamed after the late Queen after following her visit in 2014. And uh, Charles met a couple of the storeholders who were actually in, uh, well, running their stalls back um, nine years ago when the Queen visited and he met a couple of them and talking to them about their sort of uh, honour of meeting his mother and indeed him being here as well. And then they were sort of ushered quite chaotically. There's a lot of police here, I must say. And that is, you know, you go on these tours it's we normally say what well, it's like a glorified school trip where we're all banged on buses, off of buses, running around with all our gear and whatnot. But there is a huge police presence. I think I read in the um mm. well I did read in the French press, there's another further eight thousand officers here. I think there's gonna be another ten thousand deployed throughout the course of the uh, of the visit. And you can really feel it. I mean, there's security check after security check like I've never seen. And well, you look at the, uh, the 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 real, I suppose, big events that are happening. Rugby World Cup. The Pope is in Marseille, I think, yeah, during this week, and you have um, obviously the, the the state visit, which is of particularly importance. Certainly, don't want any further embarrassment caused to the to the president by having uh, any further hiccups. But 
It's gone without a hitch. Uh, they went to Notre Dame Cathedral just around the corner from the flower market. Obviously, huge renovation project going ongoing at the moment after the fire in 2019. And you look at the cultural aspects of what they've they've experienced on this trip, and that was very much um, uh, running through the vein of Charles's speeches. The cultural, not only differences, but what we share culturally between our countries. The, the thousands or hundreds of thousands of each country's citizens living in in a. In, in each country and experiencing those, um, those the, the fruits of each other's labour, as it were. Absolutely. You know, last night I was speaking to to one of my contacts. At the, um, <laughs> Why are you laughing? Well, it wasn't a chap in the bar. Was it? No, no, it was another <laughs> chap. And it wasn't in the bar. At the arrival at the state banquet last night, the guy told me they had 28 police motorcycle outriders. Right. I mean, I've we're, talk, we're on the like sort that. of limit of um, either the, the President of the United States yeah. or North 28. Korean. You normally get maybe four, maybe six back home. 28? Yeah, you've, you've really That's felt crazy. it. But, um, I mean, nobody sees this. This is just only yeah. things that we have to deal with. Obviously, the, the pictures that you're seeing back home and around the world have been have been great. There's a lot of uh, people who are coming out into the streets. I was a bit worried because the the weather yesterday on Wednesday was beautiful, basking in the Parisian sunshine, and yet today the heavens opened, unfortunately, for them. But it didn't dampen their spirits. I'm sure there'll be a few headlines. Didn't rain on his parade. <laughs> apologies, we, apologies. We just keep using that rain parade. <laughs> it's such a Yeah, awful. it was the Queen had one of those see-through umbrellas, and it was pretty miserable for a lot of today. Notre Dame, they couldn't quite go in, could they? There's some logistical issue. If you go in, you have to wear special Well, or so something. apparently this is, um, I just learned from one of our colleagues who was covering the event and they can't go in. For a journalist that actually knows something. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. indeed. <laughs> because the lead that was burnt in the right. fire is toxic and they're working out how to deal with it. So, I mean, this renovation project is going to go longer than Buckingham Palace renovation, <laughs> you would imagine. And... And talk about Buckingham Palace, it was 370 million yeah. spent on that. They raised nearly a, was a billion euros yeah. in the first 24 hours, yeah, didn't they? Crazy, wasn't it? And again, let's, let's look at the successes of this trip. What does this mean? I mean, it, Charles is definitely a statesman, super impressive as it was in Germany, speaking yeah. the native tongue, really warms himself to his host, and he's done it again. So, this is something that maybe Prince William could learn from. I'm not too sure how good his French is, let alone his German. But it, you, when you come to the country and you can speak the mother tongue as fluently and um, as masterfully as he has done, I mean, he's flitting between languages absolutely seamlessly. I was speaking to some of the French journalists here today and they were super, super impressed in the Senate. We're raising, I mean, joking in, the, in, in French, raising a laugh whilst talking about very, very serious issues that we've just covered. It's, it's been a real lesson in statesmanship. And if you were thinking about what Charles would be like, um, we might not have had the revolutionary king that maybe he, people thought he was going to be like, but it's been slow and steady in the first year. But these are, these are real, real lessons in statesmanship. And I think that that's a, that's a, that's a massive win for the king. Yeah, it's definitely a win. I mean, even like the, where I was in this room where he first arrived, there's a few guys there. They, they're basically, they're kind of like butlers. They help out with the 
senators and they, you know, make sure everything's in the right place. Even they were whipping out their phones and trying to get pictures of the king. And, you know, they see various heads of state all the time. And I said to the guy, you like him? He goes, oh, it's the king. It's really important. So it does show you that it, it is really cutting through. Have you, have you got any money you could lend me? I'm, I kind of, 50p, have you got? A, a oh, I have. Oh, I've got, I got one of these, the, the, the new 50p. you got the new 50p. I have. I should actually tweet or put, uh, put it on the Instagrams because the Royal Mint sent us one of the new uh, 50Ps. Not me. Oh, so I'm just going to use it collectively <laughs> to see. And and again, that was, a, you talk about the new era, the Carolean era that we are now living in. That was actually a bit like, oh, right, we're here now. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where the money starts flitting through. Yeah. But like these, you know, the moments of the lapels on the soldiers when we had it, there was a couple of the CR yeah, yeah, lapels when, when the, um, the, the late queen was, uh, was buried. I mean, look at we've we've got sirens in the background now. We've got a piano player. I mean, this is we are we are on the road. (laughs) We are on the road. But it's we are in a we are in a period of transition now that I really believe, and I'm excited about it because I think that there is going to be an awful lot of change now. They've got to grips with the mechanisms of what's going on, and um, again, this was this was a real real lesson that I think will uh, not only go it will go down in the history books and queen as well we haven't spoken very much about the mm. queen today. she went with, uh, with the president's wife to saint denis to to do that event you know she's found finding her feet as well i mean it's, she's always done events she's always covered things but now she's on a state visit to a very important mm. country you know she's fitted right her in, second now yeah. along with the king nice event like, like last night when they arrived at the state banquet and uh a cape, I think it's called a cape, got a little bit twisted and Madame Macron was helping her out and, and all of that. Well, again, this yeah, is sort of like really uh, nice the, 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 the cordial relationship yeah. between them. A couple of kisses on the cheek from yeah. uh, the First Lady to the Queen. And today they went to the National Library. Talking about the Queen, they went to the yeah. National Library. Very, very passionate. We know Camilla uh, has been speaking for many years now about children's literacy, the power of reading books. And that's very, very important to her. And they were launching a new programme between the two countries today, which I think is, you talk about the King's legacy. Camilla has said that she's not going to shy away from the, uh, the issues that have been really dear to her heart, specifically literacy and domestic violence. And this is something we've spoken on the podcast before and covered extensively in our coverage that this is something you couldn't have even imagined a member of the royal family speaking about. And yet here she is once again at home and abroad speaking about domestic violence, the bravery of women coming forward and giving them the vehicle to be able to express themselves in a way which, you know, the, the tide is turning and she wants to be at the forefront of that. So, listen, if we're marking it, we've got to give, we've got to give it an A, A plus, haven't we? Yeah. It's, been, it's been pretty successful. Some of it's a little bit paint by numbers, but yeah. you know, you're not going you know, you're not, you're not to get them trying to reinvent the wheel on this. It's got to be, it's got to be making sure it's a success. And I'm sure there would have been an awful lot of nervousness. So again, in the French press about, you know, the the, the um, possibility of terrorism issues. I know that Al Qaeda's uh, magazine had been saying that there was. Yeah, potentially going to strike at the heart of this. Well, this is what the police presence is about, and 
the, the, the normal people who are consuming our coverage um, wouldn't, wouldn't, aren't going to see that. But it hasn't, it hasn't overshadowed the, the trip at all. So as we are preparing to, uh, to leave beautiful Paris, we're going to go to Bordeaux tomorrow. King and Queen are arriving separately. Um, we couldn't hitch a lift on their plane this time, unfortunately. No, <laughs> Some issue about an unpaid barbell. So, uh, uh, <laughs> so I, I don't know. Not, not ours, not ours. But no. we um, we are going to see them tomorrow. We're going to have an official welcome at uh, at the airport, and then we're we're going to be seeing a, 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 a lot more about the cohesion between the two countries. Hopefully, the sun will be shining. I haven't checked the weather report actually. I think it's all right. Like I, I, think, you know, I think everyone needs. To, I've really put myself out tomorrow. I've really oh, well, I've, in I've the decided, line of duty. What in the line of duty, I've decided to accompany the royals to a to a vineyard. I, you know, it's <laughs> so there's a lot of alcohol discussion on this podcast. Done, though, we are we are working incredibly hard to bring you the it's a sustainable vineyard. I think all so. the coverage. Yeah. Well, that will please the king because you know we yeah, we, we, we know he is uh, a huge aficionado on sustainability, and sometimes you see, you see the engagements, and it's mm. a, it's a bit of a tick list, isn't yeah. it? Sustainability, climate change. But I think the language has been really, really punchy. And you talk about, on the, not even the week, just hours after our own government has rowed back, mm. the Tories are rowing back on our, their own green agenda, which is frankly disgraceful. And the language being used by the Conservative government is that they, you know, they're trying to win votes reining back on green policies, which actually matter. You know, the t talking about the, the younger generation, these are the people that are going to inherit the world that we are creating at the moment. And the king is straight in there saying that these are the, these are the issues that need to be tackled. And, uh, and long may that continue, because if, if, if he's not going to do it, and I think that's what he's thinking, if he's not going to do it, then who is? I mean, we've had Prince William over in New York over the last few days uh, talking about the shot prize, the UN um, Climate Change Council at Council. Uh, we're going to be seeing him in Singapore in a few weeks as well to be discussing Earthshot. Again, I think that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree in, the, in those sorts of moments. And after the chaoticness of the last couple of years, even longer, two, two three, four, oh, five yeah. years. I mean, however long you want to call it, of the sort of infighting and scandal we've had of the royal family. It's good to see them back. And, uh, and sort of approaching this with the sort of gusto that I think state visits should be about. A bit of pomp and pageantry. A bit of history making, and you really did feel that certainly at the the, the Palace of Versailles and uh, and the state, um, uh, the, sorry, the Senate today, and, uh, and 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 listen, it's 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 kicking off on the right note. It's leading from the front. It's all going in that direction. And you know, the king's been talking about the environment before it was trendy to talk about the environment. So he yeah. really is an expert in that field. Do you think I should tell him about my electric car? Would he be? I, I, do actually, I think he would because when I Arthur Edwards him. told yeah. him about his electric car many years really? ago, Arthur used to tell me has told me about this story. He was very, very impressed. So maybe well, I'll tell him. You should uh, you should pull him aside tomorrow. Maybe not pull him aside, but, but just leave that to the president. Yeah, we'll have a little chat, I'll, <laughs> and I'll, I'll feed that back to the next edition of Pod. Perhaps, perhaps. So I think we're gonna love you and leave you. At this juncture, we've got a train to catch down to uh, hopefully sunny Bordeaux, and uh, and maybe we'll give you an update next week. And uh, lovely, lovely to have you on again. Pleasure to be here as always. So uh, until next time. Pod save the king.